0: Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process.
1: We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is
0: Menlo Midweek. Well, welcome, everybody, once again to Menlo Midweek. Jessica here. I am not completely alone, but I am alone in my hosting duties today. Mark is still on vacation. He gets back this week. Praise the Lord. Uh, and all of my co-hosts were busy today, but that's okay. We're yeah, going to get through it because I am here with the Reverend Dr. Mm-hmm. Scott Pombush
1: always, back again. Always. Yes. The title. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I have yeah. to. I have to. It's so good. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Scott. You preached yeah. uh, this past Sunday mm-hmm. in our Colossian series. But before we jump into that, you yeah. also got to make a really great announcement on Sunday. Why don't you go ahead and make that here too? Yeah.
1: Well, we are very excited, and if you were there on Sunday, you heard the news, or uh, we sent out an email as well. But uh, we are excited that we have a senior pastor candidate Woo! for our church, and I know we've we've been looking and searching for for some time, and our search team has been prayerfully, uh, you know, receiving uh, uh, resumes and um, looking people over, and uh, God, uh, has led our team to, um, put forth, uh, Phil Eubank, mm-hmm. not, not Bob Eubanks, the famous game show host. I know it's, it's funny. Older Wait, what like game me. was that? That's, uh, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of different oh, okay. game, game shows back in the late, I think 80s, 70s and 80s. Anyway, <laughs> only old people like me would know. Yeah. But anyway, so it's, it's, uh, Phil Eubanks. Different guy. Got different it. guy. And, uh, Phil comes to us, uh, f- from a church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, called Eastern Hills uh, Community Church, and it's been there for uh, seven or eight years, I think um, and do you know was doing uh, a wonderful job there mm-hmm. wasn't looking for uh, a new role, but uh, uh, our our uh, church uh, uh, company uh, was able to uh, talk with him, and they uh, convinced him to pray about it, and you know what wow. happens when we pray? so um,
0: you get a new senior pastor you get a new senior pastor, That's the Lord happens. delivers,
1: so we're excited for phil and uh, I know uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably eager and interested to mm-hmm. get to know him better. So we have a webpage set up with uh, photos and information and all kinds of stuff that you can check out. Um, and uh, we'll be sending out emails if, you, if you're if you on our mailing list,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you'll be
1: getting those as well. So more information to come. But the, the big thing is, if you're one of our covenant partners, mm-hmm. uh, what we call members here at our church, uh, we have a meeting. Uh, called meeting on November 6th because we need to actually, as a congregation, elect Phil mm-hmm. uh, as our senior pastor. We get the, the privilege of doing that. And so a real important meeting, November 6th, 1 p.m. Yep, We'll have food. It'll be great. Uh, come on down.
0: I mean, if anything, you get food. Right. I feel like that's a lot of our events
1: at yeah. Church. We're going to feed you because that <laughs> yeah. is the way we love people.
0: Amen. So. Amen. So we'll put the link in the show notes, menlo.church slash senior pastor. It's a whole wonderful page with all the information you could ask for. Um, it also has the information for that vote. So you're going to want to make sure to be on there and check that out. There's going to be some videos that'll come out in the next couple of weeks that'll just give you a little bit more backstory and who he is um so it's super exciting news and if you want to hear the full announcement you can go back and listen to the episode on here from uh yesterday's sermon or on youtube you can check that out um so yeah we're super excited for that yeah and speaking of yes or this sunday's sermon you preached again in colossians why don't you go ahead and give us a little summary about that
1: yeah a little overview uh We've been in this book, Colossians, I think for at least four or five weeks now. I think
0: and five or six. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: been great to, to kind of walk through the entire mm-hmm. letter that Paul wrote and pick out and uh, really get to, to dive into those concepts and things that he talks about in that letter, things that are applicable to us, and uh, we're looking at it in the terms of how do we follow Jesus better, and mm-hmm. so this week we are looking at uh, what, what does it mean to change, you know, um, Paul, in, in various uh, things he's written in the New Testament, uh, has a lot to say about us becoming new creations, about mm-hmm. when when Jesus comes into our life, um, something fundamentally changes in us, and, and that gets worked out in our lives. And I think the question I have, I know we all have, is how does that work? What does yeah. that look like for us to change, and how much do we really change, mm-hmm. and, and what's possible? And so our, our scripture got at a little bit of that um, in some different ways. And, um, we uh, we talked a bit about how that change uh, kind of comes uh, in different ways, and um, it means that we uh, aren't just uh, following a prescription or a set of rules, but mm-hmm. we're following a person in Jesus. And sometimes that change in us doesn't always look uh, like we want it to, or the way we think it will. God shows up in different ways, and so thinking about uh, how. Uh, God changes us and not being discouraged that it doesn't happen as quickly or Mm -hmm. as fast or even as completely as we want, because we know that the complete and lasting change in our hearts and minds will happen uh, when we see Jesus face to face when he comes again.
0: Yeah, that's funny, the way that you said that last bit. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. I just went to the chiropractor for the first time today and my friend was telling me it's almost like when you have braces, you go monthly so they can adjust it and tighten and slowly get there. Chiropractor is the same where you just it doesn't just happen in one thing. And the doctor even said also like going to the gym. You don't go once and you're like, I'm the strongest person ever. And I think that applies here too. It's like, you, yes, you give your life to Christ, and there is a transformation that happens. But then there's still work to be doing, and ways to get better, and and grow, and become more Christ-like. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and I I think a few interesting um, notes that Paul makes in that um, are are our uh, tendency to want to make it kind of a formula, you know, and and to follow mm-hmm. kind of the ways that we know uh, will change us, you know, and so, and, and yeah. some things like exercise. We know that if we do this, we're going to get this result. Um, and, and in spiritual life, we know that there's certain things, um, that are going to help us. We know that reading the Bible and prayer and Mm -hmm. those things will help us, but it's not a direct correlation, you know, between my, how much percent spiritually more mature I am, Mm -hmm. um, you know, by how many hours, uh, because we're following a person, Mm -hmm. um, we're following Jesus and he's not always predictable. (laughs)
0: I I am loving the series. I think it is so relevant and timely for where a lot of our culture is these days. I think a lot of people are struggling with capital C church and the word evangelical and all this stuff. And I just love that we're getting back to like it's there's so much out there that is just false and not true, but when you follow Jesus, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all. That's really important. And so I've really loved this series um, because of that. And I love what you said. Um, you talked about rules and how Jews they were uh, given. Like was it six hundred something?
1: Well, yeah, the Torah, the Torah, um, the yeah. Torah. You know, it, the, these are uh, more symbolic numbers than, mm-hmm. than real. I think the I think the Torah has even way more than just six hundred thirteen. But traditionally. Yeah. Yes, there there are these commandments that that have been layered in, you know, mm-hmm. um, alongside the Ten Commandments, the yeah. Great Ten Commandments.
0: Yeah, and you had said that rules were back then the way to please God, um, but that we can easily follow all the rules and miss Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because, well, it's just so true. Like it's, I think there's so much like legalism of reading the Bible and and being so structured in all of it, but we miss who Jesus really is when we're just so focused on that. Um, and I also love that you used, you know, I think all speakers, you use quotes and, from other preachers or, you know, f- philosophers and all this stuff. And you also sometimes use other scripture throughout the Bible to re- reiterate your point. And I noticed you use so much scripture to back what Paul is saying. And which obviously is great. And I, th- I just love that because that struck me because I think so many people get so like blah about the Bible, mm. you know, but you're saying it's in this Colossians, but it's also in Galatians and it's in Hebrew and it's in Corinthians and it's here and there and there. And so, yes, follow Jesus. But Jesus was also in the Bible. So it's also read the Bible study the Bible like we're doing as a, as a church and follow Jesus. And I love the, you know, like, what do you think as you were crafting your message, what made you focus a little bit more on using other scriptures to back your that up instead of just, you know, talking about other things or other people?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's so many great authors and, and uh, there's, there's so many great quotes out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I think. Uh, for the sake, you know, you only have so much time yeah. And um uh I think in that sense it just it was very clear to me that that paul um is making a very consistent argument a mm-hmm. uh, very consistent message that he's giving throughout his writing and yeah. I, I think it's really important to see that yeah, this isn't just one verse we plucked out of uh you know and 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 are kind of trying to add yeah. meaning to it it's actually part of a bigger uh narrative that he is sharing and and um he's consistent in that, and he has even even stronger words than our passage uh, from, from Colossians, uh, you'll find around some of this. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's because he's really trying to make the point uh, that Jesus is the center.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and we really are something new. And the, the framework that Paul puts to it, uh, I think is somewhat helpful. Uh, it's a little bit of a, of a dichotomy, but he talks about the old self and new self. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you'll see that come out in various... Passages as well, but to remember, you know, there's a part of me that's dying. There's a part of me that needs to die, Um, and and I think that that helps bring. um, It it just makes sense to me that uh, I know there's different parts of myself. Um, You know, I'm an integrated self, Mm -hmm. but there's different parts, and to think of it that way, um, while it's not perfect, uh, it helps me understand why. Uh, there's a part of me that loves and wants to follow Jesus. And there's a part of me that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's always trying to, you know, go after and feed that part that does.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's so good. Um, so now that you've preached and uh, we're recording this on Monday, so it was just yesterday. Was there anything that you're thinking like, oh man, I wish I really got that in there. Or, I wish I could have elaborated on this point.
1: Yeah. I things. Uh, two things. Um, well, I, I think the main thing is, you know, Paul has this great line about being hidden with Christ, mm-hmm. um, and that, that hiddenness uh, of God, I think, is just a really uh, profound thing to talk more about. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to unpack that very much, other than to say kind of the way God works in our lives is, is kind of hidden. We, we don't always see it on mm-hmm. the out. It's, it's an internal work, yeah. and sometimes what we see on the outside doesn't really reflect uh, what's going on in the inside, and and Jesus made that o- on both ways, right? We can look really good on the outside, but our mm-hmm. inside can be pretty pretty bad shape. That's that was his argument against the, the Pharisees yep. and the teachers <laughs> of the law, right? That they looked really good on the outside, but and and you know we might look really good on the inside, but somehow our outside is, um, you know, it, it doesn't quite match up right now. But God's doing something in there that we can't see. Was, mm-hmm. I use the analogy of my my, uh, kids going through, through adolescence and (laughs) and how that change is happening. And it's, it's, we don't always see it or know and understand it, but, um, God is doing something profound. And and so that hiddenness of God and sort of the way God works, um, in, in ways that we don't always see, Mm -hmm. I think is, is maybe a challenge for us, but also really encouraging because again, Paul's, you know, Paul says this in many different ways, like, you know, what I see is not always what's really going on. Yeah. And we have to remember that um, because if we just rely on our eyes, we're going to miss things and we're going to get discouraged. So, anyway, I think that's a really hopeful part. And I wish I, I would have had more time to unpack mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We talked a little bit um, about that last week with uh, Keith and Adam and how a lot of, um, a lot of it is like a self awareness almost of just when you know, like, where you're at on the inside you can know what you need to work on and i think it kind of goes with that too of like if i I think about myself i was never self-awareness was something that i really struggled with i was very much outward focused and focused on other people and so it was always hard for me to like really believe or know that god was working in me Mm. and so once i started growing that self-awareness it's just become so much more clear that God is moving in me and working in me and and then I'm able to actually like latch on to something and do outwardly things to then help continue with that growth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of the idea of hiddenness is how do we discover that, right? Yeah. It's, it's discovering the hidden ways that God is working in. And I think that does take some some effort to to uncover those places and um to look a little deeper. And and you know, honestly, sometimes we want to we wanna let those things stay hidden. Uh, we yeah. don't wanna look at some of those things in yeah. ourselves or, or do that hard work. Um, and it's again, it's not that we're earning anything, but we're saying it's scary sometimes to really say, okay, I, want, I need to really look at my old self. Mm-hmm. I need to take a good look uh, so that I can invite Jesus into those places. And yeah. So uh, good for you. And I hope that all <laughs> of us uh, take that risk and realize, um, you know, uh, God's going to work in different ways, but we can we can work on discovering that hidden mm-hmm. work that he's doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so one new question that we started asking our speakers is what is the writing process like for you and about how long does it take? We talked to Cheryl first and we talked about how she's, Um, a single woman. So she has a little bit more outside of work time to kind of work on that. We talked to Adam who has like three little kids. So it's a little, obviously looks different for him. And then you have four kids that are grown, but I'm sure it still impacts your life. And so what is that, how does that all work together in for you?
1: Wow. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a process for everybody, but for me it involves, you know, I I like to know the text ahead of time Mm -hmm. because I really do want that text to be inspiring and, and, and and kind of deepening my thoughts. And so I, I usually start with that text and begin to read. Uh, I start reading a little typically with just some commentaries or what other people have, have said about that verse. Then I try to listen to some sermons Mm. that other people have preached because I love to hear how other people have unpacked those things. And, um, as things, uh, bubble up for me, I will write notes and, um, and kind of just throw those all into a Google Doc. Just mm-hmm. it's just a stream of notes and paragraphs. <laughs> and I might have a thought while I'm, you know, uh, just walking or running or something, mm-hmm. and I'll just, you know, put that in there. And and then I take that jumbled uh, mess of thoughts and I try to say, God, what, what's the thread in mm-hmm. here that that is that you wanting to get out uh, or that you wanting to people to hear? And um, and it's just sort of like it's like a bunch of clay, I guess. I just kind of keep molding yeah. it and molding it, and then. Uh, and then a structure, uh, once I get a sense of, okay, there's a logic to this. Um, then I kind of start hanging things on that. Uh, illustrations are usually part of that as Mm. well. Um, okay. What really would, would help make this make sense? And and then, you know, you throw all that in there and then you kind of have to edit. There's a lot of editing that happens. (laughs) So, uh, because you do need to get it down to, you know, uh, again, it's, it's easier to have a longer sermon than a shorter sermon, um, yeah. because there's so much that you want to say. And what, what is it that that I think God really wants to say? Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the Bible is there's always more, there's always yep. more, but yeah. that's kind of how, how I get there. And I, I don't, I have to kind of work toward a deadline. I'm not the person that gets it done, you know, three weeks ahead of time.
0: So. <laughs> Keith was saying the exact same thing, yeah. that he's got it. That so, last 48 hours is, Go time, go time. Yeah,
1: because the pressure and the ideas keep flowing. Yeah, and and then you know another part of the process. I was joking with Cheryl today about the uh, the preacher's hangover. You know, uh, Mm. which is you think the next day of all the things that you could have said (laughs) that you didn't say, or a new (laughs) idea, or an illustration, or you know, these things come to you and you go, oh, that would have been so Mm -hmm. great. It's fun on the podcast to be able to to reflect on that a little bit. But yeah, there's always a little bit of that, Um, and you know, you trust. I'd say um, the reason we always pray. Be- I always pray before I preach, mm-hmm. uh, even a little prayer, is because there's this miracle that happens with the spirit. Yeah. That they take the words literally. I, I've had this happen. I think I've said this before, where I will say something in a sermon, and uh, and the people will come up to me after and say, oh, "When you said this, it was really great," and I didn't say that in the <laughs> sermon. And it's because they needed to hear that in the spirit. Somehow yeah. I took the word that I said and. And and tuned it for their ears. So cool. So they could get yeah. what they needed. And that that's the miracle of the word preached that if I didn't think was happening, I, I wouldn't have the courage to get up there and yeah. do anything.
0: Yep. Gotta let that spirit move. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um one example you gave um, was how you think of it like so you talked about we know somewhat now, but we won't fully know until Jesus comes back. And you compared it to the coming of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that again? I loved that analogy.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, there's a couple analogies people give for that theological concept of already and not yet. Yeah. And I think that, that really helps me. It doesn't make sense in some ways, but it, it reflects like, yeah. okay, it's, the kingdom is here and available, but it's not yet fully realized. Yeah. But then if we think of those analogies, um, another analogy, so there's the seasonal analogy, which is, you know, it can say on the calendar, we know that uh, you know the, the spring uh equinox uh creates says that's when spring starts right. but we know that actual like the weather of spring what we think of as spring doesn't usually happen right, right. on that day right. it takes a it's gradually coming mm-hmm. and then you know eventually it gets here um another uh example was uh, uh D day in in the world war 2 you know there was a day when the tide turned mm. um and you know the, the allies gained the upper hand but it took months and months before all the people were liberated and all the everything so you know something can start but it's not yet finished Mm -hmm. until uh, a later time and that that's how we think about it God has started something and this work is being done and we're part of that right now we're part Mm -hmm. of that story but uh, there will be a day the Bible says when the Lord will come and Mm -hmm. all will be set right and all the things that we hope and pray for will come to pass yeah and uh, and that's That's our future looking hope. Hope is future looking. Mm -hmm. Um, but yet we're also grounded. And I I think when I, I know it's complicated, but the, when we understand that, I think it makes a lot of things make
0: Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Any other, you know, lingering thoughts or any practical steps that you would want people to take away from this message this week?
1: Yeah. My takeaway was just, um, be patient with your spiritual growth. Be patient. Uh, don't, you know, like like you said earlier, you know, sometimes we, if we're studying the Bible or we're doing things, we're following things that are are, are not making us love Jesus more, well, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I give you permission. Just you stop. Know? Uh Just stop doing that. Uh, find those things that help you fall more in love with Jesus mm. and, and, you know, listen to what he says and do what he asks you to do. And yeah. um, it doesn't mean, again, that, The rules are bad, you know. Jesus actually ups the ante. You know, Mm -hmm. Ten Commandments say don't commit adultery. Jesus says, if you look on a woman with lust, that's adultery. So, if we follow Jesus, we'll get the rules right. And I would just say, follow Jesus and do the things that help you do that. And remember, this work takes a long time. Yeah, and it will take your whole life. And so, be patient, and remember, and don't give up hope that God is doing a changing work in you. Yeah. And uh, I I think that's a great one. I was on my way in yesterday before I was going to preach. Casting Crown song came on mm. called uh, Jesus at a Distance. Maybe you can link that in the show notes, but yeah. uh, it really talks about the two selves and how I mm. want to be, I don't want to keep you at a distance, Lord. I want you to be Lord of all of my oh, life. That's cool. And uh, that might be a good way to meditate on this.
0: Thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so we have resources Resources at Menlo.church slash Colossians. Last week, Keith talked about Celebration of Discipline, the book by Richard Foster, which is really great, a great way to learn. Each series, we're going to be doing a different discipline as well, um, or spiritual practice, to start learning and growing and figuring out what works for you. And remember that it changes over time. Maybe in this season, meditation is the best way that you're connecting to God. And in a couple months, that'll change. And Bible study is the best way have patience with yourself mm-hmm. and um, just know that God is moving in you, whether you feel it or not. And we hope and pray that you can learn how to partner with God in that growth and drawing closer to Jesus.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for being here, Scott. Yeah. This was my pleasure. super fun. Always Again, great. if you want uh, more information, menlo.church slash senior pastor about yeah, Phil. Check out Phil. Check yeah. it out. And uh, maybe we'll have him on the podcast one yeah. day. It'll be super fun. Great. Cool. Thanks, Scott. See you guys next week. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening.
1: We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.